0: You are listening to the Voices of Wrestling podcast with your hosts, Joe Lanza. X out, go listen to
2: some boring podcast where, where they're afraid of their own shadow. Okay, don't listen to Joe Lanza, because Joe Lanza's not changing. And Rich Crange. <laughs> <me a> <laughs> I like one. <him>. Who delivers <laughs> this guy in a big spot? <laughs> Joe, don't yell at me. Like in, the, in the big spot, who delivers better than this guy? <laughs> Stop yelling at me, agree. I agree.
0: Hey, how's it going, everybody? This is Rich from the uh, Voice of Wrestling Flagship
1: Podcast. Just want to let you know that uh, tonight, uh, Case Lowe and I recorded a podcast. Case Lowe was filling in for uh, Joe Lanza, who's actually visiting his family back in New Jersey. Uh, we were going to talk about uh, a bunch of different topics. Uh, New Japan power struggle, uh, the World Tag League blocks... Um, uh, Global Wars UK, and, and most specifically, I think the, the highlight of our show was going to be our Dragon Gate talk. We're going to talk about Dragon Gate, uh, Gate of Destiny, and Akira Tazawa's graduation ceremony. Uh, basically, as we were recording, we noticed a lot of issues going on uh, with our recording software. Uh, we had tried to fix it, and I think we got it a little bit. I mean, you will hear in this part of the show that I did, you know, was able to resurrect, which, spoiler alert, the, a lot of the episode was not able to be resurrected, but uh, the part we did resurrect, you'll hear uh, some weird glitches here and there, some audio connections, some call quality issues. Uh, we thought... We had that corrected in the last half of the show. Everything was, you know, looking good. My program was working fine. I come to find out, as I laid the audio down to to sort of edit it, is that uh, the recording program that we use, which is Pamela for Skype, which is absolute shit. And I updated it this week, and 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 I'm I'm really gutted that I did because it absolutely completely destroyed this episode. And looking on Twitter now, which I probably should have done before, I see that tons of people are having issues too. Even you know you know fellow wrestling podcasts are having issues with that program. So uh, that really pains me that. I, I should have known. I should have been better about that, but whatever. So I, we recorded on panel with Skype. Um, what happened was is basically the last half of the show. It for whatever reason, I had no idea what would possess it to do this, but it recorded both of our audios on the same like at the same time. So w- there would be huge gaps of sound where there was no audio. And then any then anything that we said for the next like 10 minutes would be over each other. So it would be me talking, case talking at the same time. And it was, it was unintelligible and you could not understand anything. I did my best to piece together and thinking, okay, cool. What if I grab this little part here, this little part here, this little part here, this little part here. After about an hour, I said, okay, what am I doing here? It, it still sounded like garbage. And you weren't getting the content that we wanted to deliver. We wanted to deliver high quality content on this podcast. It's always what we try to do. So when we couldn't do that. Um, I basically had to throw in the towel. So unfortunately this week you are going to get a, an abbreviated version of the voice wrestling podcast. You only get the uh, new Japan power struggle, uh, review. Um, we really wanted to, talk, I mean, the last half of the show talking about dragon gate was really the part that I was looking forward to. I was really, uh, I, I thought case did a great job uh, with it as well. That's kind of his home promotion doing the open, the voice gate, uh, podcast. So, it kind of sucked that we weren't able to get that, and uh, I really just want to apologize to everybody who who subscribes to our feed and who s- supports us and and follows us and does all the other good stuff. Um, I, I really I wanted to do everything I could uh, to make this episode work and to make this episode the quality that I want to give you guys. And and I always pride myself not on necessarily the content quality that we do on the show because I think we do a very good job of that, but also the aesthetic quality. Of the podcast sound good. They you know they're aesthetically pleasing. You want to listen to them. They're not they don't sound like tin can and strings type stuff. Uh, this episode I it, it just pains me that. We A, you know, you're listening even the parts that were resurrected don't sound great and then B that the the parts that I just had to completely scrape because I just did not feel right releasing those and they just sounded like absolute crap and there's no way you would want to listen to them too you'd listen for two minutes and 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 and, and want to depart immediately so uh, I do apologize to everybody for that I, you know we always try to deliver highest quality that we can and, and I couldn't do that this time so I apologize to all of our listeners uh, and I hope you understand that why we had to kind of chop off the half and, and I hope you still appreciate a uh, little bit that we did uh, keep on and, and did resurrect but again I want to definitely apologize to case who, who gave me his time this entire evening um that we weren't really you know able to get the most out of and i want to apologize to all of you as well that i wasn't able to deliver the the quality and also our sponsor dollar shave club uh who was gracious enough to sponsor uh this week's podcast they got an inferior product this week and that makes me feel pretty bad as well um so i hope that uh, everybody can um at least understand uh what i went through and, and what i really tried to do to try to get this episode uh to work and and uh, you know I've been trying for hours now and it's just it's not going anywhere and I just have to chop it off at this point just, just call this a loss you know throw in the towel it's over so anyway I appreciate uh, everyone's support uh, and I hope that you understand why this episode is as abbreviated as it is and why it does not sound as good as it is and I will do everything we can to get it fixed uh, for next week so I, I, I hope that by next week we'll be be all good and we can get back on our normal uh, Voice dressing Wrestling uh, flagship podcast schedule and, and, and deliver the high quality content that we want to deliver to you guys so uh, anyway enjoy the uh, abbreviated Version of the podcast this week. Take care. All right, welcome once again to the Voices of Wrestling flagship podcast. I'm Rich Cretich alongside not Joe Lanza today. Joe Lanza is in the McMahon territory. I believe he's swiping right on hairdressers right now. He's back in New Jersey visiting his family. So I got the best fill-in I could find. The guy that last time when when Joe wasn't able to do a show, I had this man on. This this young lion. This young lad we have here, and and people said you got to bring him back. We love him, we love him, we love him. Uh, it was it, to be fair, it was five people, so I shouldn't say everybody. But those five people, I take their opinion very highly, and that's why Case Lowe has returned to the podcast to fill in for Joe. Case, how's it going?
2: I'm very well. Um, if I'm still a Young lion, does this mean the third time I do the show I get a sweet jacket with like black flag logo? Yeah, you on can.
1: Uh, no, well, I think you can grow your hair back now if you'd like. Okay, um, we, right. we've Thank told you to keep it shaved for a while, but yeah. go crazy. I mean, don't go, don't go nuts. I mean, but you can grow your hair a little bit now. I do think. I have to uh, dye
2: it purple or red or some you know, bizarre color?
1: Uh, A few more matches, I would say, do that. I don't know if you're ready for that yet. We don't want you standing out too much uh, amongst the crowd now. But uh, yeah, Case, uh, uh, for people that don't know a little uh, about you, can you kind of give people kind of a recap or a little bit about uh, what you do for the website and what you do uh, elsewhere?
2: Um, I do most of the Dragon Gate coverage for Voices of Wrestling. I am a a member one-fourth of the Open the Voice Gate podcast, which you can find on the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. And I do our AAW reviews, uh, the hottest promotion in Chicago land and Rich Cretch territory. Um, and I sort of do whatever else Rich needs me to do. Um, and you know, I, I scrub the the lands of dojos. You would not believe mm-hmm. what's on the floor there. I don't really want yeah, to talk about.
1: it. you make a it. you make a great udon soup though, so we'll, we'll give it up for that. That's always <laughs> that's always wonderful. Yes. A big pot of udon soup is boiling <laughs> in the other room, and it's ah, nice job, Case. Nice job. So, uh, what possessed you to come onto this podcast with me? Why? Why when I said, hey, Case. I, you know, I need someone to fill in. Would you please talk to me on a Thursday night? I mean, I get why Joe does it, because he's also stupid. You have to have something better to do, sir, right? I mean, you're in high school. You're a senior. You're a high,
2: you have nothing better to do than talk to me? I have literally nothing better to do. <laughs> oh. Um, my My senior year of high school is sort of, and especially now that that I've been accepted into uh, a college and looking at, at a back not
1: brag about it. no, brag about it. That's a pretty big accomplishment. yeah, I, right?
2: I'll be in Craigachland hopefully at this time next year in Columbia, Chicago, studying comedy, writing and performance. Um, so now that I've been accepted, I just sort of show up. Um, I you know, I care about my broadcasting class. I you know I, I'm very well in I'm doing very well in creative writing. And then it's just sort of me hanging out and watching Torimon for the rest of the day. I sort of, uh...
1: <laughs> How do you – I always wonder that. So I was wondering that the other day because you're always on our Slack chat during the day. Do you have your phone or do they have, like, a laptop? Because, yeah. like, I'm I, I'm out of co- – like, last time I haven't been in high school since. I mean, I graduated in 2005. So it's, like, so foreign to me because, like, we had, like, terrible Nokia cell phones or whatever at that time. And they were like, if we see those, we're going to, like, confiscate it and you'll never get it back or whatever. Like, the idea that, like, you were somehow watching Torimon, like, during – School, I, I, it, it, it's just unfathomable. So
2: my sophomore time. year. Is it on your so...
1: calculator? Because that's how we used to do it. We used to cheat on our calculator and play like games. So that must be it, right?
2: Uh, sort um... of. You... <laughs> it's not. Damn it. Do you have calculators anymore? Do you even need calculators I, I anymore? I don't have a calculator this year. But I'm also, <laughs> yeah. I'm not taking a math class. I got all my math credits out of the
1: way. Uh, so you know what? You're smart like me. I did that too. My senior year, I didn't take one yeah. math class. <laughs> and I've never taken another yeah. one since then. Because I do this and I do web design and I do social media. And I was like, nope, I'm never going to need math again screw you I'm not taking math my senior year and it was the greatest year of my life so
2: like I've got like a phone calculator and like most people use that like unless you're in like a like a pre class and need a scientific calculator most sure. people use their phones now teachers will sometimes be like hey don't use your phone on your test which is understandable but for the most part it's it's a phone calculator um we started implementing technology in my sophomore year, and then last year, my junior year, it was required that everyone has a device of some sort, so either an iPad or a laptop, and the school provides you with one, and you can rent it out if you if you can't afford it. Um, but I've got my my MacBook, and you know I position myself in every classroom. So – and this is like first day of school. I'll position myself in a spot where I know I can watch IWA Mid-South during fourth period and Torrey during fifth, and no one's going to notice or, you know, God forbid someone comment on that because it's hard to explain <laughs> a to a 17-year-old girl. Like that's not a very easy thing to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've got my computer open and, and I take notes digitally, so a lot of times it's it's one tab of Dragon Kid and then another sure. tab of, of U.S. history notes, and I just go back and forth. And you know, the my my grades this year are the best grades I've ever had. I'm, I'm a straight A kid. Now.
1: See, so Dragon Kid uh, leads to good grades. I think the Dragon Kid yeah, in general I, leads to good grades. So, so it, no one's sitting behind you then, right? Are you like in a? You're in the like yeah. the deep dark corners I'll, I'll of go, the room. I'll go back okay.
2: room or like some teacher's a like desk against the wall on the side, and I'll just bury myself on a forty five degree angle against the corner and like. <laughs> I, I participate in class. Like I, fascinating. My biggest fear in life is like a quiet classroom when no one wants to participate. It's the most uncomfortable thing. Cause like teachers get annoyed. they like, "Oh, I guess no one's paying attention. So like I participate in every class. I make it a goal for myself. Cause I think it's, it's good to help myself be vocal. Um, I make it a goal to participate and raise my hand at least once every period. Um, which is probably obnoxious, but yeah, I do it cause I think it's good for me to, you know, to speak some, um, So it's it's a really
1: I hated you in school, by the way, but uh, that's all right no, I didn't hate you. I actually, no, I was the same way. The un- The uncomfortableness of like no one talking is the worst because of the-, the worst too is like, if you do that, then they'll just kind of spring questions yeah. on you and like point at you and be like, all right, no, you went like, so I would get out ahead of it. If I knew an answer to something, I would right away like, because you get that hand up in the first five minutes of class, you're basically good yes, to go with the rest of the class. Like you were like, Hey, I participated here. And then maybe you do it a little bit like 30 minutes later. And then you're not getting called on again. Like they're not going to look at you again. They're like, yeah, you're cool. You're good. We're gonna look at everybody else. That's you know, cowering in fear and, and, and under their desk, hiding from, from my point. So it actually is a good strategy to just get out there ahead of uh, of the teacher and start uh, giving some answers. That's, I, I that's know good. how to that's play the strategy. game. The first
2: three weeks of school, I am on top of everything. I win the teachers over. I am witty. I am I am comical. <laughs> and then they're like, hey, you know what? Case can do his thing. He's going to turn his work in. He's going to be respectful. Let him just sort of do his own thing. And that's what happens. And I end up watching Tori Mon in school.
1: <laughs> That's why we love you, Case. So uh, we got plenty to talk about today. We got uh, New Japan Power Struggle. We're going to review that. Uh, we're going to talk about the World Tag League. We have blocks and uh, very odd participants that we'll get to in a sec. We'll a little bit about the uh, Wrestle Kingdom Eleven, the potential card. We'll kind of break down what we have and what we know so far. Uh, also, Revolution Pro Wrestling and New Japan are doing a joint show in the UK right now, Global Wars. Uh, one of the shows, as you're listening to this now, is has already concluded. Uh, happened earlier today. Um, in the UK, and then the other one is going on the next day, so a lot, by the time a lot of you guys listen to this, these shows will have already happened, but I think it's still worth us kind of breaking them down, because they'll be up on VOW in a few days, and I think, just looking at the cards, I think you're going to probably want to buy these, and if I'm seeing the reports right, I think you're going to want to buy Night One pretty much, uh, guaranteed, and then we're going to talk uh, Big Show from Dragon Gate, uh, your, uh, your home promotion uh, for the Open the Voice Gate uh, podcast, Dragon Gate, we're going to talk about the Gate of Destiny show, of course, Akira Tozawa's graduation, his final moments in the company, so we'll talk a a lot about that. Um, and then a few other things kind of here and there in between, but uh, that's going to be our main focus here. So if you're looking for hot WWE takes, uh, you might need to go elsewhere because uh, it's not happening. And I, I don't, in case you no, said you haven't I, watched, I haven't watched weeks, Hell in a Cell, I, I,
2: yeah. um, I've got like a system now of I'm going to, I read like a few different pay per view reports. Like I'll read you guys, of course, the group reviews. I'll see what TJ Hawk has to say. Um, and if none of you guys give anything four stars plus, I don't bother watching it because I just, there's only so much time in my That's life, hard. and I'm still young, and I just can't, I can't spend time on,
1: yeah. Don't throw away your life like that. No, do not throw your way, your life away watching crappy WWE in 2016. It's just, it's, it's just not worth it. So, you're doing the right thing there. But yeah, we'll get to all those. But uh, before we start, though, I do want to let everybody know that this episode of the Voice of Wrestling Flagship Podcast is sponsored by Dollar Shave Club. And in case if anybody knows about I shaving, it's 20 you. Twenty right? minutes I before
2: mean, on air, before we went on air, yeah.
1: Is that true? I want. I I don't want to lie here. I don't. We we don't lie in these advertisements. When we talk, you promised me, sir. I not only shaved. I use my
2: razors from DollarShaveClub.com, and I got those with the promo code Voices, and that is a shoot, brother.
1: Yes, you're you're a smart man there. So I'll. uh... You're, you you know, you're, I, I like, this is why we like you, Case. You're a good man. But anyway, uh, you don't have to choose between price and quality to get an amazing and affordable shave. We've talked about this many times. DollarShaveClub.com is the answer to prove just how amazing that shave really is. Right now, they're going to give you your first month free to join the club, DollarShaveClub.com uh, delivers amazing razors right to your door for the third of the price of those greedy razor corporations. And 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 you know, I, I you're probably like Joe. I hate Big Razor. I don't like Gillette. I don't like all those. you know, I have no time for all those companies. I like Dollar Shave Club. I hate Big Razor. Hate those greedy razor companies. But anyway, go to DollarShaveClub.com and pick a razor that works for you from their lineup of amazing blades. I did this. You did this. And, and many of our listeners have already done it. And that's all there really is to it. You know, I get a first class shave. I use the executive blade. Uh, when I use I use it with the Dr. Carver shave butter. I don't know if you've use that that just makes it a smoky smooth shave it's great there the blade just gently glides to so the smoothest shave i've ever had you've ever had and all of our listeners have ever had if you tried it try it and you'll see i promise i wouldn't lie about that but uh Uh, Today is your chance to see why over 3 million members like me, like Case, like Joe Lanza, and all of you love Dollar Shave Club. Dollar Shave Club is so confident in the quality of all their products that now you can get your first month of the club for free. You just pay the shipping. After that, just a few bucks per month. No long-term commitment, no hidden fees, nothing like that. There's really no reason not to do it. We've been talking about it a while. First month free, you pay the shipping. I mean, why would you not do that? So do it right now, dollarshaveclub.com slash voices. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash voices. Helps us out, helps our gracious sponsor out, and you get a great shave. So it's win-win for everybody. So case okay, so let's get to this here. Let's talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling Power Struggle 2016, last weekend. Show one off. Uh, as I do with Joe, before we kind of break down uh, every single match, what do you think of the show in general? Because I was kind of surprised. I heard a lot of people, uh, at least on my Twitter feed, and, and I think even Joel Anza in, in his review said that this was like a show of the year contender. This was an awesome, you know, next level, great Top tier type show or whatever, and I watched it and I enjoyed it, but I don't know if it ever reached show of the year level for me quite. And that could be because I watched it with the expectations that I, what I'm going to watch is going to be amazing, it's going to be great. Still a very good show, but I don't know where did you kind of stand Rich, with that we show were on of the, the year same or page just here. a very good show? Um,
2: I came into this show expecting a lot, and I got a lot of very good stuff, but I didn't see this show as a show of the year contender. I saw this as a show with with two or three great matches and a lot of very good stuff. And a Bone Soldier match.
1: <laughs> that Bone Soldier thing. That are you with me? That like, is Joe's on this, like, no, oh, it I, could be so uh, bad. It's it good. I the think the it's first bad. Road to that. Power you, Show say? for
2: the site, the one from Cork and Hall. And it was, I think, it was a singles match between Bone Soldier and Tatsu, mm-hmm. and he like it.
1: I have not watched that match yet. Not People tell it. me I have it, to, but I'm I'm very scared to do it.
2: So bad. It's one of those. Okay, yeah, of I, that's what I it. think. <laughs> yeah. And I almost watched it twice because sometimes when I review a match, I'll get nervous that like I'm missing something and that I'm gonna give it two and a half stars. And it was this three and three quarter star <laughs> intricate detail. Match.
1: right? Because <laughs> Bone Soldier worked over Tatsu's um, elbow the entire but night. Man, like, yeah, no, probably not.
2: What an atrocious feud! I don't know if it'll win my worst feud of the year because I think big old Tim Thatch and Drew Gulak. Uh, are in that territory in the Ape Sapolsky Company, evolved. But uh, yeah, Bone Soldier and Yoshitatsu, man, not good stuff there. Yeah, it's down the stretch. Making a nice they're late really, run, They're though. really pulling for <laughs> Absolutely. it.
1: Absolutely. Well, let's let's talk about. Uh, we're we're kind of gonna bounce around here a little bit because I don't want to uh, just kind of break down the card and you know, match by match. But one of the matches that was shockingly good, and I think a shock to a lot of people, and and even people that kind of came in and thought, okay, you know what, it, it's not gonna be terrible. Like I was one of the people in the preview that said, uh, you know, I don't think it's gonna be a terrible match. You know, the 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 team in question has been very, you know, not not great, but has been better lately. But what they brought here, and this is the Grills of Destiny defeating Chaos to win the IWGP uh, Tag Team Championships, or, or to retain the IWGP Tag Team Championships, rather. Uh, that match is one that, like, if you're listening to this, if you haven't watched that show, maybe you skipped the first part of the, the power struggle and you wanted to watch the last half. And we are telling you that the Grills of Destiny versus Ishii and Yoshihashi oh, and this was, this like, a legit four-star was, match. Was did you like it as much I would as I did? i imagine
2: getting this match in, in February... When, when Roa still had a chance, and you give them this, and you're thinking, <laughs> oh my goodness, goodbye Anderson and Gallows, we've got a, the new IWGP Tag Champions, this is the future, but instead they stuck up the joint for 10 months, then they bring us this. Yoshihashi and Ishii were tremendous, and I can't take away from Roa. this was not my match of the night, but this was my number two. Uh, fantastic stuff.
1: It was, it, it, I, I, it, it's hard to believe because I was watching this match and as it's going on, I'm like, what? Like, this, it, you would think that they're different people under the face paint than, than Tamatanga and, and Rao because they were just like, they were bouncing all over the place. They were moving fast. Everything they did had like some impact. Everything they did was was quick. Like, it wasn't the slither they had done like for so long. They had done like the, you know, Tamatanga would slither and then Tonga would be like the big power guy who would do these like moves like he's six, seven or whatever. Then I don't know what the hell got into them with this match, but they were bouncing all over the place, running around. The tag team moves, Looked great. The double team moves looked awesome. Like everything they did was just like super impactful. And, and yeah, a lot of the credit should probably go to Ishi Noshiashi because both of them are great. But like you can't take the credit away from Girls of Destiny because they were also just as good. They were in lockstep with those other guys, which is is just insane. Like it's unfathomable that they were that good. Like how is that possible? Like I've never in my life seen. A team have so many awful matches in a row like it's not like they had you know a bad little stretch here like you're saying there was months months upon months where they were just awful actively terrible hated most of their matches and then like even these things that happened a few weeks ago and, and and i mentioned it in my preview i was like okay you know they've been better they've been serviceable they've been okay like that last briscoes match was like ah it's fine you know they, they weren't <laughs> offensive to my you know eyes or whatever and then like this match comes and it's like oh my god this is legitimately great and this you know if you would call this your match of the night, I wouldn't call you crazy. And it's like, how how were the Grills of Destiny in a match of the night on a stacked show like this? And it, it's just it, it it boggles the mind how they did this. But it it's just a fantastic match, a little over a little under, rather 15 minutes. Um, they of course retained their tag team titles, but still, just uh, you absolutely have to watch it. If if this is a show and you skip the first half and you go, there's no way, no, there's n-, you cannot convince me to watch a girls of Destiny match. I I promise you, Case promises you, Joe promises you. Anybody that's watched this match will promise you and, this and is... You, it's you're incredible. trying to hit the, it's, the nail on the a, head. unbelievable how good uh, this match was. The,
2: the way the Gorillas of Destiny moved in this match, they were quick, and we watched, from 15 feet away, May 8th, your, my, my mom, your wife, there in the front row, Ring of Honor Global Wars, we watched... We watched Tango Roa <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, god. three or four spots oh. in, a, in a basic eight-man tag. Like Kushida does that thing in tag matches where he'll like handspring into the corner and kick two guys off the apron. And Tonga was there. Tom Tonga took a great bump with that. Roa just didn't comprehend that there was a kick happening and just sort of just jumped off the apron just willy-nilly. He was so bad that we watched him from 15 feet away be awful and now he comes into this match like a world beater and I'm not totally anti Grills of Destiny after this. I want to see them have another match this good.
1: Mm-hmm yeah, I wonder, is this like the, something clicked and they went, oh, this is what we should do, or, oh, this is, you know, I, I I generally wonder, so that's why it's gonna be great to see them, uh, you know, again, this is, I can't believe I'm saying this, that I cannot wait to see their next match when I was just actively like, please go away and never come back, like, I want to see what happens next, because I want to see if they revert back to what we've seen, you know, the prior 10 months or whatever, or if this is the new thing where they go, oh, okay, like, we just got to work a little bit quicker, we just got to work a little bit more purpose, because I, I don't, you know, I, I again. You don't don't when you're against this, or you, you know, on the other side of the ring, is Ishii and Yoshihashi. You look at it and go, okay, well, you know, maybe it's just those guys, and the, and they're awesome. But I, I don't know. I, part of me just says that something clicked with those guys. It's it's it, like I said, the movement, the the speed that they were working with was just so much different than what we've seen. So I gotta believe that something clicked, or something was different, or something about this night, or I don't know what the hell it was. Like I don't know what substances they consumed before the, the they went out to the ring, or something. I don't know what it was. I have no idea. Like I can't explain it, but it was just awesome. So it'll be great to see uh their next match and if they follow up like this or if it's back to kind of Dudsville with them but uh, Real uh i'll quick, be watching sure and we i don't think i would ever, ever say Nutri-Man that contract, in my life. Cause but, i can uh, see this being
2: one of those things where it's just too little too late and he signed for a year and he gets to january 5th and we never see him again but if he if he's here for another if he's here for another year as of now i'm i'm yeah, open to you know, the yeah. idea i'm not loving it but i'm open to seeing more tangaro which i never thought i'd say
1: and then an equally awesome match uh you know, the girls' Destiny cast was, was incredible, awesome, awesome performance by those guys. Another one that I thought, really, my match of the night uh, was Kushida versus Bushi. Uh, Kushida winning back his uh, IWGP—I shouldn't say his, but I guess he's the ace of the promotion. Yeah, he deserves it, but anyway, uh, Kushida winning back the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship uh, against Bushi. I thought this was my match of the night. Uh, Case, where would you stand with this one?
2: This would have been my number three. I think there's there's two that I like more than this one. Uh, the, the aforementioned tag match we talked about, then one we'll touch on a little later. But this was the best Kushida Bushi match of the year. I thought this was light years better than their September match and a little bit better than their February match. Really, really enjoyed this.
1: Yeah, uh, one of the things that I really loved about this is uh, Kushida, the entire match, had kind of an edge to him, and, and, and for people that haven't watched this match, you should, definitely should go seek it out, because it's, it's awesome to see just how the Japanese fan base reacts to some, you know, such subtle stuff. Like, Kushida in this match, I think he, he started off with kind of a kick, uh, he, like, kicked Bushi, Bushi in the leg or whatever, and that was enough where people were like, ooh, you know, the crowd's kind of, like, buzzing a little bit, and there's, like, a hush going on, like, oh, not our Kushida, he's such a, he's such a good boy, like, who's he hanging out with now, why is he doing this, like, he's gotten, you know, and then this entire match, he was pissed, he was pissed that Bushi had cheated to win this title he was pissed that the Ingovernobilis had, had, had kind of messed with him all you know all year and he was like no I'm gonna s- screw these guys this is my title this is my you know my Division. I I want to be the junior heavyweight championship. I'm the ace of this this you know division. I'm gonna win this match, and I I'm gonna use any means necessary. And then throughout the match, he he used little edges here and there. He, you know, would kick a little bit more. He kind of leave holds in a little bit longer, even after the referee had told him to stop. He was ripping away at Bushi's mask. He was kind of gnawing at his forehead uh, certain times. And then the finish was also incredible too, because he gets his hoverboard lock in, and Bushi basically he's very close to kind of squirming out of it and Kushida says no 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 and locks him in to the hoverboard lock again and then grabs his wrist and like bends it back and does like a wrist lock or whatever where bushi taps immediately and again just that just that little danger just that little anger from Kushida is is you don't see that often with him that that you just he doesn't do that so uh, it was just really cool to see him have that little bit of an edge to him uh what do you think about Kushida's? you know demeanor and, 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 and work style throughout this match, because I thought it was awesome. I thought it really meant, let lent lend itself well to the match.
2: Well, Rich, you brought up that kick, and, and the first thing that came to mind was a G1 match a few years ago between Tanahashi and Tomoaki Hanma, and I don't know if you remember this match, but Tanahashi worked heel that entire match. He saw very early on that the crowd was behind Hanma, and I don't know if it's a cultural thing that I that just the American audiences don't pick up on, or it's just that these New Japan guys are so good, but Kushida was subtle in in the way that he was a dick in this match, and, and he had a right to be. I mean, he's wrestled Bushi all year, beat him in February, Bushi brought out an entire army in the Green Mist to beat him in, in September, and now he had to come back, and he was he was upset. And there was progression in these matches, and he showed it. I, I can't say enough good things about Kushida. You, you know, you you talk about on you know this match isn't getting the buzz I think it deserves, and I think there's a there's a broader point here that Kushida as a whole is not getting the love that he deserves. He's been an incredibly well rounded performer all year. He's finally the ace of the junior division that we've wanted for so long. This is the Kushida on top. I think is a Thez Flair contender just because he's been so great atop the juniors division and no one's really talking about it it's it's a shame because Kushida's had an amazing amazing year, year.
1: Yeah, it's been an awesome year for him. It, it, it's it's it sucks that a lot of people aren't talking about it. I don't know if it's because he's a junior. I don't know if it's just. But he's had like those top level matches. He's had like like everything you could want out of this guy. He's had, and it's I don't know. Maybe it's just not in main events. Maybe it's just because he's not doing that. I I don't know. But like anything you need, and, and hell, he was in a main event. So I I don't know. I guess the match didn't deliver quite on that level. But yeah, I don't know. I I, I think he's had an incredible year, and I don't think that a lot of people are talking about him. So I don't know. It's it's it is very strange here. But uh, let's let's kind of break down the entire card now. Um, really quick because some of these matches I really don't have anything to say and I don't think you do either but uh, we'll get to the dark match here. Uh, uh, Tenzan, Juice Robinson, and Soshi Kojima defeating Man- uh, Manabu Nakanishi, uh, one of the Young Lions, uh, Kanemitsu, and Yuji Nagata. Did you have anything in this match that stuck out to you or any I, I, had, yeah, I, had I really
2: before. like watching Juice Robinson wrestle now. I think he's turned into a very good wrestler and this new crop of Young Lions, I they do not stand out to me. They they have done nothing for me and I, and it's you know, it's it's a yeah. thing that you and Joe it's talk not, about. It's, you know?
1: it, they're like young lions now. I mean, unfortunately, like yeah, we've been spoiled. Yeah. But like Kanemitsu is just like a twenty-year-old or like nineteen or whatever the hell he is, and he's just not good, and he's just not ready yet. But we're so used to like Jay White being like, "Wow, this guy's already awesome," and 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 Shotenaka being like, "Oh wow, you're pretty good," and, and Kamatsu was was great too. And and these guys just aren't good. And like uh, the other funny part, and Joe brings it all up too. Like where that the heavyweights are still like in yeah. lock and keep. Like they just lock the door. They do not let the they can't even come out to ringside. They can't like they can't do anything. Like are these guys? are we led to believe that either they're so awful or are they like saving them until they're so great? Is it one of those things where like they only want them to be shown when they're great or do they just think that they're so bad that they can't be shown on like normal TV or else they're just like, cause they can't even like, they're not even at rings. Like yeah. they're not doing I, anything. I don't think, like, I don't I don't think that's those the new guys Japan way of like, doing
2: things. I mean, I think there, there are problems with these guys progression. We're not seeing Lionsgate shows right now. There's, you know, you, you look at Japan and you've got all this young talent ushering in and, and we'll talk about later with Dragon Gate and all these young, young guys that are coming out of the Dojo.
1: Yeah, Drangate's got too many. They can oh they can lend you gosh. four I mean, and still be there's okay. There's nothing like <laughs> the Drangate
2: Dojo right now. And <laughs> we're seeing, you know, Komatsu goes, Tanaka goes, Finley moves up, Jay White is MIA, and, and all of a sudden you're left with this. And it's such a stark contrast to where we were at this time last year.
1: Are you telling me that Ring of Honor does not know how to utilize a talent? Are you <laughs> in, the, in reference to Jay White? What are you talking? I this I will not take this slander. I don't I don't know if you think what if you know what we do on this podcast, sir. But we we're very serious about it. yeah. What, what How do you not use Jay White? Like how is Jay White not? He was
2: in. Let me let, let me, I, let I, I don't me know. phone up the producer. And I, Jay White is actually the little bit I've seen of him in ROH has been fine. Um, he he had a tag match. Um, I'm sorry, he had a singles match against Jay Briscoe and then a tag match with the Briscoes against Jay Wine and Leo Rush. Both matches very good, but no one's watching the weekly ROH TV to, to see that, you know. I was sick one day, and I decided to, oh, let's see what Sinclair's up to, and that's how I saw those two matches. But, you know, you've got the future of New Japan in your company, and you're not showcasing him, and it's, ugh, it's such a disappointment.
1: I'm trying to think because, yeah, the last time, I mean, the last All uh, Star Shravagans we saw in September, I think he was just in that six man tag, right? Like, that's all he's done. And I'm trying to think of other, like, TV shows. And, yeah, he's just really not doing anything. And if he, if anything, he's, like, you know, tagging with Alec Shelley. And they, they did all that weirdness, too, with him, where, yeah, it's just like, just have the guy be single, or just have, you know, like, it's really not hard with, with Jay White, but apparently it is, so, anyway, that's 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 that. So, he'll be back soon. <laughs> uh, another Young Lion that's kind of progressed into not Young Lion territory anymore, and he didn't even have to leave, was David Finley, uh, who was in our next match, it was David Finley, Juice and Thunder Liger, Ricochet, and Tiger Mask, and they defeated the uh, departing similar crew of Angelo Del Oro, uh, Fuego, Titan, and then their tag team partner, Ryusuke Taguchi. Uh, what'd you think of this match? Because I thought it was, it was fun, you know, it was a little under six minutes, and basically just a showcase match for these guys do their flips and all their moves and and let the crowd, you know, be very happy to see the CMLL guys and then wave goodbye to them. But uh, match itself, I don't know if anything really stood out, but certainly worth your time to watch.
2: Rich, as you know, I'm not a Lucha guy. Anyone that follows me on Twitter knows I'm not a Lucha guy. I like my Lucha with Flamita, or I like it in the sketchiest part of Tijuana. But with these CMLL guys... You like your
1: wet mats. Day, you like your mats after they, and yeah. it just rained and they still wrestle on a wet mat. I, I prefer danger. Lucha yeah.
2: when I see Hechicero's blood on the mat. Um, there's just something about it that's just, I'm like, this, this feels like home to me. I really enjoy this. And that's why
1: you have to turn your laptop away when (laughs) you're at school. Cause like, I don't know what's up with this case. They're going to like report you to the principal. They're like, I think case is into weird things. uh, He is, but you know, it's not as weird. just, you know.
2: Yeah. I mean, like there are some people that know I'm a wrestling fan. Like I'll wear a, a screened wrestling shirt. Like it's got to pass like a number of tests if I'm going to wear it to school. But like I've worn a wrestling shirt to school before and a lot of people know that like Case into Japanese wrestling. I don't know what that is, but he likes it. But I can't explain grimy lucha to people. It's just one of those things that I can't do. But these CMLL guys, when they come over to New Japan, I am all about it. I think they're fun. I love watching them flip around with Ricochet and Finley and Liger to Gucci's dancing. Super fun match. Nothing to you know. Nothing to wow over. But very enjoyable if you're if you're watching this entire show through.
1: Absolutely. I'll move on to the match that you mentioned at the beginning of our preview. This is uh Bullet Club Bone Soldier, Chase Owens and Yujo Takahashi defeating Togi Makabe, Tomiaki Hanma, and Yoshitatsu. Absolutely nothing worth watching. Absolutely just skip it. Terrible, terrible, all around. I felt so terrible for Chase Owens, who is actually pretty good, and he just like, that dude flew all the way over here for this. Like, can you imagine like that flight and you get like eight minutes and it's this match, and it's just like eh, all right, whatever. As long as the check clears, I guess, but this was bad and and, and even even Hanma couldn't save it. Even Hanma, he tried, but it God willing, he just couldn't do anything.
2: Chase yet. Owens has like the reverse Shelton Benjamin treatment because. Like, I don't know if you remember, like, Benjamin in, like, 2014, he wouldn't work the tour shows, but he'd come in for a Don Taku and do an exploder suplex and then fly home and would get the tour. (laughs) And it's like he's working with Minoru Suzuki. Like, his life is pretty good. And Chase Owens, who I like a lot, and and I think it's a shame that he sort of moved up to the heavyweight division because I don't know if we'll get him in the super juniors next year. But Owens is strapped with Takahashi and Bone Soldier, and I just – he seems like a nice guy. I just feel bad for him. (laughs)
1: It is. Yeah, it's, it's quite unfortunate what he's what he's left with here, but uh, yeah, this match is not, not very good at all. And then uh, Girls of Destiny and Chaos, we talked about that match. Let's move on to the, uh, the finals of the 2016 Super Junior Tag Tournament. It was Roppongi Vice, and a little bit of an upset for some people, uh, Beretta and Rocky Mero, uh, Romero, defeating ACH and Taiji Ichimori uh, to win uh, the Super Junior Tag Tournament. Uh, after the match, they made a challenge to the Young Bucks for Wrestle Kingdom uh, to face one another, so that's kind of our Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, for right now, our Junior Tag match, hopefully it just stays as Two, two But I'm sure there will be two other teams or at least one other team lumped into there uh, as well. But what do you think about Roppongi vice winning? Because the whole build and and I guess Joe kind of called it last week that it, the build has been so much like these guys are breaking up. These guys are breaking up. They can't coexist. They can't coexist. That you kind of had a feeling like the fact that they were hitting it so hard over the head that, you know, they probably were going to coexist and they probably were going to win. Uh, but were you surprised at all?
2: I was a little surprised. Um I don't want to speculate and say this had something to do with the with the new Noah sale. I, I don't think that's a part of it. But I, I'm a little surprised and a little disappointed. I think Roppongi Vice is great. I think Trip Beretta is is a wonderful professional wrestler, and Rocky Romero, for my money, is one of the most underappreciated guys in, in wrestling today, and has been for the past five or so years. Um, I'm okay with a Roppongi Vice Young Bucks match in the dome. I mean, it, they'll, it'll have no heat because it's the dome, but it'll be a very good match. But I just, I look at ACH in Japan, and as much as I like the Luchadors in Japan, I, can we fly ACH's dogs out and just have him live in Japan, buy him a place in Osaka, have him live there, have him be happy, because this guy is on another Great. level in Japan and comes across like a complete superstar.
1: You, you can tell he's finally comfortable in a spot where, where he never felt the way in Ring of Honor. For whatever reason, he just never felt like Ring of Honor worked. It, it. This is ACH that everybody sees on the Indies. This is the ACH that everybody sees on their local show. This is the ACH that Joe had been talking about for five years or whatever, watching you no know, local Texas shows. This is the guy that we have all been saying. A lot of people that just watch Ring of Honor just watch stuff go, I don't know, yeah, he's fine, but I don't, I don't see it. Like This is the guy, and you're just seeing him at his perfect comfort level, and he's just hitting everything. Per- I mean, the crowd loves him. He loves being there. I mean, yeah, This is absolutely very much like Michael Ellis. Where it's like, you know, this guy is just withering away in Ring of Honor, and then he comes to New Japan. And it's just a shining, uh, a new light. I mean, you could see a guy that just loves working in front of those crowds, loves what he's doing right now, loves his job. So I'm with, I'm with you. We should basically just rip up whatever plane ticket he has and just strap him and make him make him stay in, in Japan and, and anyway he's like a perfect guy for Japan anyway knowing you know ACH the person knowing you know kind of the anime nerd the gamer or whatever like he's got to be like you know absolutely loving this like, it's a Kenny Omega thing too it's like that guy could not live anywhere else in the world but Japan like that's the perfect place for him and I think it's a perfect place uh, for ACH as well so I, I do hope that this is not the end of it uh, he did tweet out uh, the other day like oh available bookings and he left like he like listed a date or whatever and then listed his emails or whatever so I don't know if that means that like uh you know that he's not coming back to Japan or he's not doing whatever but I really do hope that that New Japan does something with him uh in the next year and and now that he's free of ring of honor uh at least can get some other bookings elsewhere because yeah he absolutely deserves it and and he's still good to Japan too and this match was always And really I want
2: to one more point about ACH. You've seen him live countless times both at ROH and AEW. I've seen him live in ROH and when I watch ACH live there's something different about him. He is he has such a magnetic charisma to him. I mean, I've watched this guy and I, and I like Jimmy mm-hmm. Jacobs. I know you you and Joe are not Jimmy Jacobs guys. I watched this guy have a match with Jimmy Jacobs mm-hmm. that and I watched it live in the front row in Chicago Ridge. I was determined it was four and a half stars. I was blown away by this ACH match. Watch it back on tape, I'm like, that was like a three-star match. There was something about ACH
1: yeah, something about it. Yeah, he doesn't project well. The video. <laughs> All right, then we'll move on to uh, next match. One that I really, really loved, and I think uh, I imagine you did as well, was Hiroshi Tanahashi defeating Sonata. Uh, match of women a little over 20 minutes uh, really great work I thought from tanahashi throughout this match he was kind of targeting uh, Sonata's leg the entire time really kind of working over his leg uh, just a lot of really good stuff and Sonata played it up perfectly as well sonata you know sort of worked uh, w- was able to sell it really well and there was a lot of really good groundwork um, throughout the match as well with Sonata uh, just d- doing a great job of, of of working him on the mat doing a bunch of different stuff but I, I really I, I thought this match was awesome I thought both guys really brought it and we've seen this time and time again from Sonata and you know Tanahashi speaks for himself in have to say anything more about, about him, but, but Sonata, we've seen like many times throughout this year, particularly uh, both times with Tanahashi, that this guy can absolutely deliver in a big spot. And I, I can't wait to see if and when they do actually, you know, go the full push with this guy because it's going to be awesome and, he, and he's going to fit into that main event style perfectly.
2: Yeah, this was my match of the night. I, Tanahashi, he's unreal. I mean, I'm okay with this Tanahashi schedule of dogging it in six-man tags, showing up for the G1, showing <laughs> yes. up for a big match here, then doing Wrestle Kingdom, then starting it over. Because when he's on, there are such few wrestlers that have ever been better. And this was just another one. Just I'm watching Tanahashi, and, and Sonata's great. Sonata killed it in this match, but I'm watching Tanahashi, and I'm thinking, this guy aches every morning. It probably hurts to brush his teeth. He goes out there and puts on a four and a quarter star match. There is no one like Hiroshi Tanahashi. Yeah,
1: I thought one of the interesting parts about this match, and Joe alluded to it a lot in the uh, the, the review, which you can find on VoiceOfWrestling dot com, is that you know when when they went into the G one. Tanahashi wasn't 100%, Sonata sort of pried on Tanahashi's hurt shoulder here. That didn't happen here. So Tanahashi, or uh, Sonata rather, had to work a little bit different, and that kind of that kind of frustrated him from the beginning. Like, Tanahashi was a little bit, uh, you know, a step faster here, a step smarter, like everything was a little bit more where Sonata had it a little bit easy in that first match against Tanahashi. This time he did not. Like, this time Tanahashi, you know, worked over his knee really well, and then you had, you know, issues where Sonata would do a moonsault and kind of try to get out of it, and things that he would do before he wasn't able to do because his knee killed him this time, and his knee hurt, and like, Tanahashi's shoulder didn't hurt. And it was just a really cool story uh, in those 20 minutes where it was just, you really, I think you're better off watching those two matches back to back. If you if you don't remember that G1 match, go back and watch that match and then watch this one. And I think you're going to appreciate this one so much more than you would uh, just watching it without a context or without watching it without remembering that G1 match because so many things kind of played into that too. So it, it was really good. And again, like, you know, Sonata being... Just uh, uh, uh he, he's there. I mean, he's absolutely going to be ready whenever they want him to become a main eventer for the company. I have no doubt that he's going to be able to do it. But I like the idea that they're going to wait it out a little bit for him and he's got to work his way out. Because I know some people are upset. Oh, Tanahashi won again. Da, da, da. You know, th- it's going to happen. It's Tanahashi, man. <laughs> like You know, they're going to have him in big Tokyo Dome matches until he can't go anymore. But Sonata's time will come. And when it does come, it, I, I, I think it's going to be nothing but great things. And I think this match was, again, another example. Uh, of what he's capable of in that atmosphere. But uh, the big story, um, actually, you know, we'll talk about that after this match. We'll talk about the main event here real quick. I don't want to spoil it again. Like, you know, New Japan would be very upset if I spoiled the finish of this main event here, but uh, it was the Intercontinental Championship match. It was Tetsuya Naito defeating Jay Lethal, the ROH's Jay Lethal, who instead of, of, uh, unfortunately, Michael Elgin, who was not able to make it, he was hurt. But anyway, we had Jay Lethal fill in. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. What'd you think? I just thought it was just Holy there. Shit, and when it was over, I just went, yep. Yeah, okay. Whatever. Like it was a match where it was done and like, yeah, it wasn't actively bad, but never in my life will I ever remember any part of this match ever again. Like nothing will ever resonate with me. I closed out of that window and it left my mind forever until, until I talk to you right now. And even then I'm like trying to remember what the hell happened in it. Like I, I, nothing, just a nothing. Man.
2: I don't know if it's because he was overexposed in his ring of honor world title run but I went from being a big Jay Lethal supporter to someone that I just do not care about. And this was this was the swan song for Jay Lethal for me. I, I'm good with not seeing him for a while because this match, and, and I expect it to not be great. I mean, he was put in an impossible position where he wasn't going to be over no matter what. You're going to have the hottest crowd ever. Jay Lethal is not going to be over in front of that crowd. Uh, this, uh, I mean, it went 25 minutes, and I, I didn't care for it. it. It was fine. I I would give it three stars. but. No matter who you are, when you're main eventing a New Japan show in 2016, Three Stars is not going to cut it. And Jay Lethal is just not doing anything for me right now.
1: Yeah, I I was really. I had high hopes for Lethal in this match because I said, okay, you know, the last times he was in New Japan, he was a heel and he was in the House of Truth. And, you know, then he did that sort of like, I have to be a heel champion thing. So you had Truth Martini go in there and hit people with, you know, the book and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So I said, okay, cool. He's a face now. Uh, He's going to be fine. But, like, I think he got rattled almost from the beginning of this match because the crowd was really into uh, Naito and they were cheering for him. And I don't know if Lethal really quite either, I don't know if he didn't didn't know how to react to that. If I don't know if he didn't know how to work to it or whatever. But he seemed kind of turned off from the the beginning, and then he kind of started working heel, and he just started, like, I don't know, it's just, it never really did much, and I think the problem was that nobody in the world, not a single person in that crowd, nobody believed that Jay Lethal had even a a chance of winning this match, and I think that hurt a little bit, and I just don't know that they're that familiar with Jay Lethal, and they're that familiar with that feud, which we... Sort of mentioned was something that was going to be tough to do. Is this a feud that was largely built in America? And yeah, you can throw some, you know, promos out there. You can have a pre-match video or whatever. But for people to really get invested in it, and people really want Naito to win or want Lethal to win, they have to watch a lot of that. And and we don't know that everybody watched it. It seemed like from that crowd reaction that nobody cared. Like nobody was really into the Jay Lethal redemption story. Like they haven't built any. Like he hasn't built any equity to get to that point where people want to see him, you know, redeem himself because they don't care. Who's Jay Lethal to them? The last time they saw him, he was a dickhead and he was, you know, hitting people with books and being an asshole and and just being a bad heel champion, so yeah, there was no investment from the crowd, and and Lethal was in a terrible spot to really have, but I I really thought he would bring, you know, his absolute A-game, everything he could, and this was just a Jay Lethal TV match. Like I said, this would have been fine as like the fourth or fifth match on a Global Wars card, where you would have been like, oh yeah, that was pretty nice, you know, Nitro came out, Lethal had a good match, like, but as the main event of this show, which was a really good show to this point, the main event not delivering, like, and that's where I kind of Fall back on the Show of the Year thing because yes, there were a lot of really good matches on the show, but when that main event kind of I, I don't want say bombs, but just is just there, I, I can't go Show of the Year contender. You know that's in a very important part of the the entire package, and for that just to be there, it, it hurts me a little bit. As I, as the I was
2: show of the year. so on board with Jay Lethal for a while. I think the the match that he beat Jay Briscoe for the ROH World Title, which was almost two years ago now, which is frightening. That that match, beautiful piece of wrestling. I thought it was one of the best matches of 2015. Since then. We watched him have a, a mediocre match with Cole Cabana that was made even worse by Bullet Club shenanigans. We saw him stink up the joint with Satoshi Kojima at the G1. He his his head shaved, he's not cool, he doesn't have Truth Martina behind him. I, I'm over Jay Lethal. I, I think he's had actually the best ROH match this year with Leo Rush in Texas, but that was a match that was designed for Leo Rush and played to every one of Leo Rush's strengths. And we're seeing lethal here. I mean, it's hard to have a bad match with Tetsuya Naito in 2016. And not that this was a bad match, but this is about as bad as it gets for Naito in 2016.
1: Yeah, just it's, didn't really do much for me at all either. So that's uh, that's Power Struggle for you. So a very good show. Yeah, I, I would not go show of the year, but other people have said show of the year or at least a show of the year contender, at least in that level. I, you absolutely should watch uh, at least most of it. I mean, it's a long show too, which will drain you a little bit. But there are some skippable matches if you want to, which we mentioned a little bit there, but definitely worth your time. Um, and one of the big announcements of that Power Struggle show was the World Tag League blocks. We got our, our, our World Tag League uh, participants, we got the blocks, we got everything ready to go. Uh, I have people don't know the World Tag League. Uh, we'll start November eighteenth and it'll run through December tenth. Uh, this is when a lot of people decide you know I'm, I'm going to take a break from New Japan for a while I've been watching a lot of it uh, I'm going to check out for a bit not always the right thing to do because there are some good matches in the World Tag League but I've kind of become the person especially this last half of the year where we're working on the ebook uh, the New Japan Pro Wrestling ebook and hint hint we are doing a Dragon Gate ebook this year as well which you were a big part of so that's uh, look for more information about that coming up uh, I just buried it in a random part of this podcast I don't even know if people are going to listen to it but they probably will but and we're doing a Dragon Gate ebook similar style as the New Japan one this year as well so this is going to be a time when like i'm working on that sort of stuff i'm editing it i'm laying stuff out i'm i'm, I'm getting submissions i'm doing all that sort of stuff i kind of check out of the world tag league uh unless people say hey this is a match you definitely have to see where are you at with the world tag league are you a watch every show of the world tag league guy or are you a hey let me know when a match is good and then i'll watch it um or do you not watch anything do you just say nope i'm good i need a break i need to kind of get away for a little bit i'm
2: someone i won't watch every corkin show with that hits new Japan world. I I'm sure as hell not watching every world tag league show. And now that I think about it, Hanman Makabe won last year, but I don't think I watched a single world tag league match it in this year. I will, cause there are some intriguing things in this block, some for better, some for worse. Oh, uh, Certainly. Yes. But it's something that once, once I hit, you know, December, my focus is wrestle kingdom and, and final game and all these other great wrestling events in December. I, I don't need to watch the, the Hangman Page tag team match with H- Hinari and no- Nakanishi. I'm just not going to do it.
1: <laughs> All right, so let, let's go over these blocks because there's some weird stuff here that we definitely have to unpack and talk about. But here is the A block. Uh, you have a very surprised team here, Brian Breaker and Leland R- uh, Race. Leland Race and Brian Breaker, a very odd team. Uh, Leland Race is Harley Race's son, right? His son? Grandson? is It's son, right?
2: How could that's ah, got right? to be grand, really right? Harley Race is He was trained by Harley Race and George South. Now, now Leland Race is also the former is he Harley's really? son.
1: He is Harley's son. How is that possible? Now, Leland
2: Race How is, is also possible? the former Jason Jones who did a few NOAA tours in 2013. Um, and and Breaker's yes, yeah. been over to Noah, but this is uh not exactly Marafuji and Nakajima coming over.
1: How old is Leland Rice? Because Harley Race is 73. <laughs> like, uh, so apparently, Leland Rice uh, races uh, 32. Is Harley okay, out when so he's 40? I'd still, man. 41, yeah. Okay, Harley. I mean, if anybody oh, could do it, man. it's Harley Race for sure. But uh, wow, okay. <laughs> Um, I really thought he was a grandchild until t- till today. Well, that's very strange. But, yeah, these guys have been in NOAA. They've done a few shots here and there. But this is uh, – and I don't know a whole lot about them, but everybody that does kind of know a little bit. I mean, they're that's, in the that's WLW That's the only place that, that um, race wrestles. If these... you look at
2: stage match, it's it's two years of WLW yeah. and then some other random stuff at in the NOAA tour.
1: Which is – his dad's promotion so like uh it says a lot when it's your dad's promotion that's the only one that really books you all that much so i i don't know i'm led to believe that these guys are gonna be far and away the worst maybe they'll surprise us who knows but everybody kind of this was one where everyone went eh, okay like they're probably not gonna be very good but hey that's all right very odd team but hey we'll give them a chance uh hangman page and yudro takahashi though ooh, yeah you mentioned that that's that's that. Hansen and Ray Rowe. I'm excited about them. They uh, fit like a glove in Japan, and, and I think they'll be great in this. Uh, and there's a few matchups that I'm really looking forward to. them. Yeah, this is what I'm excited um, about. What, I, what do you I think about Hanson and Ray Rowe? Part this a block the looks league?
2: awful, but it, I don't even think Hanson and Rowe worked a Noah tour. I think they just came in for that Killer Elite Squad match in Noah last year, and it was it was awesome. And I was ready.
1: I think you're right. Yeah, I think I don't know yeah. if they did a whole tour, but yeah, it was very guys, strange because I, I was like, wow, these guys are great. All right, Noah's see ya. <laughs> I mean,
2: this was when Noah was still sort of fun and you had Cabana and Hero and you had Killer Elite Squad and you had Hanson and Rowe. I was like, this this tag division's all right. Not the case now, uh, but I'm really excited for Hanson and Rowe. They seem like one really good dudes and I'm happy they're getting a shot in New Japan because uh, they're both very talented.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh Hinare and Manabu Nakanishi, that's Hanari is uh, one of the young lions. Uh he's not very good yet. Uh he's getting there and Manabu Nakanishi is... Manabu Working Nakanishi. hard. He's he's Nakanishi funny. Nakanishi has he's worked joyous, his ass but, off this year. Uh, yeah, he's not not <laughs> yeah, but he I, I don't know if he's going to really be able to carry this this team very much, which he's going to be of fun to do. So that's going to be a lot of really bad matchups there. Uh, Tanahashi and Juice Robinson, really excited for Juice Robinson to get that opportunity. And those should be pretty good, and uh, Juice is going to have to do a lot because I don't think Tanahashi is. Because Tanahashi's uh, M.O. in these uh, World Tag Leagues are, I will be over here, you do your thing, and when you lose, I blame you. So... Uh, that's what the Captain Japan uh, template was for a while, but then again, he, the team, uh, him and Elgin last year, they they worked their asses off, so maybe he'll, uh, maybe he'll I show up a little bit more here. But I think Juice will be doing a lot of heavy lifting.
2: Japanese audience, which is fine. the same pure Purisso crowds to watch Juice Robinson and Brian Breaker go at it. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah,
1: oh, Juice is over. To be fair, they enjoy juice now. So that 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 makes it a little bit better because he was crickets before when he would do his stuff, but now they enjoy him a little bit. Yeah, I don't I it might take a while for them to get into Brian Breaker and Leland Race, but uh, we'll we'll see about that. So uh, another one, uh, Tenzan Tenzon and Kojima, of course, Tenkozy um in there. I'm really looking forward to the now, Hanson Rayro. Hansen and Kojima, I, mean, that, I can there's see no those way guys. I mean they're, awesome,
2: they're both big guys. I mean, but it's incredible. not like that Lance Archer Nakajima chemistry where it doesn't fit. I can see Hansen and Kojima just fitting like a glove and just beating the crap out of each other.
1: Yeah, that's going to be like big clotheslines. Like I, I, the sequence I see right now is Hansen just like clotheslining him well, and then Kojima hitting him with it, the and Hansen's chop. And Hanson's got that clothesline cartwheel. Chop, you, you know, know I mean? like, that's they do that for twenty minutes. They're all five four
2: big like, guys. Like, hansen has got to break out somehow. Hansen's doing the cartwheel. He's taking Kojima's head off with of the lariat.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then somebody's <laughs> diving and over. And Tenzan the top is the top, not too. Too. taking <laughs> that <laughs> it's a dive. Crumble he is throwing Kanamitsu in front
2: of him. Going, Here you go.
1: No, it turns on. it'll be as far away as humanly possible. Yeah, I don't think... Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Tama Tonga and Tonga Rao, the uh, gorillas of Destiny, are also in the A block there. Uh, again, we'll, we'll see. Like, I'm cautiously optimistic about them, because they were good now, so who knows? But uh, yeah, they could also revert to being terrible, and it could really sink this into... Because if they're good, this A block's not bad. Uh, if they're That's bad, this well A block that, is yeah, a train wreck. Very but much
2: so. We'll
1: get to that. Yeah, that... that and then the last of the A-block, Tetsuya Naito, and v- 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 TB announced. We don't know. X, his tag partner, I X. I hope
2: it's Rush. Who's
1: X, um, Case? Who do you have? That seems to be now, the popular pick I'm and the most I'm going to give you two other scenarios.
2: Well. One, I just thought of. It's not going to happen, but I got excited thinking about it. And that's – it's it's not happening. Don't get excited. But I, I love the idea <laughs> <laughs> okay. of Koji Kanemoto coming in because Kanemoto is nowhere to now. Can't, can't find it with a search party. I want Kanemoto as part of those. <laughs> I like it too. I, I um, my fear, and I'm, and I, I could be very wrong on this, but my fear is that Naito decides I don't need a partner and I don't really need the World Tag League, and he does like weird handicap matches. He gets counted out in every one of them. I'm afraid that I, do that. <laughs> I don't think they will, but it it would fit the Naito he character. walks out!
1: Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful it's Rush, but yeah. Well, we'll see. It could Wait, be. So uh, can
2: we start the pot. Who, I don't know
1: if there's many other the people that, could be that, that we New can Japan really I mean,
2: is. Is it, uh is it uh, Suzuki? I mean, who, who do we have here? Who's who's the outlandish guest that's going to go on Reddit as Rich Craig and Case Low? Said this is the new member of our
1: <sighs> Oh, this is the guy. Uh, yeah, let's, let's think here. Okay. could let's we be think, setting, setting up, up a finals of Naingto
2: and Road Dog versus Tatsu and Billy Gunn?
1: <laughs> that would be, you know what? You you laugh and I laugh, but that's pretty incredible. I'd be down for that. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. uh man, who could that be? It's <sighs> gonna get a hot take here. I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think of anybody that, that that'd be real hot if they come in. I mean, Minoru Suzuki. We could say that <laughs> they,
2: they made. Suzuki. I mean, he's They're the guy like, under the were, mask. You are so let, bad at you knowing uh, 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 know under the mask. You've got to work the mask gimmick.
1: <laughs> you must be. Yeah, yeah and he's got to be under a mask, and everyone's like, I think that's Minoru Suzuki. They're like, I don't know who it is. I don't know who that is. He's just obviously Minoru Suzuki. He comes out the same music. You know, yeah. Um,
2: hmm. it, it, it's Rush. Because they're not going to touch yeah, anyone. It's I
1: mean, right? It's got to be Rush, right? Yeah. yeah. But why uh, would they say Rush? Well. You know, why would they say it? I don't get it. That's It's a little strange, but. Whatever. Maybe it's, maybe we'll see. I'm, I'm I don't know. Hey, Kanimoto. maybe
0: really I that to He's he, he still kicks ass. He's not working anywhere.
2: I don't think so. Cause he had that blow up with big Japan. And, I, and is I'll he really not? I, I know I haven't uh,
1: noticed his name a lot. Yeah. Uh, is he's not? Me.
2: Um, but I, Kanamoto, you you know, yeah, he, yeah, he please. had that fight with the fan and you know, he's, he's been MIA since, uh, the last thing I've seen, he worked a K dojo show. So things are going great for him. He then worked an FMW FMW revival show: Kenny Moko Minoru Tanaka versus High Sixty Nine in Kai. I want to see that match. That was in Coolidge. That might have made tape. Oh you God, know?
1: that's that's incredible. Yeah. It's,
2: it's, oh man, if it's I mean, not, not High Sixty Nine, then my no. entire Wait, is life is It's Halo
1: or something, right? Or what is it?
2: That's you guys talked about this last week. I think actually.
1: it's not. No, did you see? Did you did you follow that? We got in trouble, yeah. Like, because we always call him High Sixty Nine, and somebody like tweeted at us. And they're like, "Oh, it's actually pronounced like heyo or Io or something like that." And we're like, "No, it's High 69. Like, look at the like. I'm not like I'm not gonna because I've been saying High Sixty Nine for like ten years now. I'm not changing now. I don't care he if worked, I'm wrong. Uh, I don't care Basura if I've been wrong. I'm calling him High Sixty Nine. And October,
2: but, and then the Odate Wrestling Festival a week later.
1: Um, <laughs> I yeah, th- th- we can't he's have Koji Kanemoto doing Pro this.
2: Come champion, on, he's better so. than this. So if you catch it, occupation of the Indies, you're gonna see some hot kind oh, of. Oh,
1: go ahead. <laughs> So he's he's too busy to. Oh, see, no, he's
2: no too
1: way. Good. He That's needs the team of the night coming the dome. I can't imagine doing this. Right?
2: Goto versus Koji Kanemoto in the dome. Give that to me, please. Yes. God, ah, yes! Yeah, Wait. and
1: then he can fuck with the uh, Milano collection, too. <laughs> think about that. That actually works. I like that. Then he comes in, he's like, yeah, what up, dude? Remember me? Like, like what's up, man? And then we, we get the big Milano yeah. return to the ring, which oh, I don't Woodbrook know if it's ever happening, but it'd be awesome if it did. Yeah, okay. I'm into this now. Let's have Koji Kanemoto. Okay, I don't think that's going to get the Reddit buzz that uh, some of the other things do, but uh, feel free to tell uh, tell everybody that we said that Koji Kanemoto is coming in uh, to new Japan as the new member of Ingobernables, so... There go. all right. uh, let's lock it in there. B-block, I, I Bad care. Luck Folly, and Alan Bone Soldier. I don't who I love dearly. You <laughs> can
2: catch me not on a the good latest start. DKP show. We talk all about Akira Tozawa. Alan Forl could give a five-star match to Bad Luck Folly and Bone Soldier, not watching it. Do not care. Yeah, that's the <laughs> I, lesser of the yeah, two evils. Yeah, the other scenario oh, you, you get Yujiro and Bone Soldier.
1: And I like, I like Bad Luck Folly. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, so... <laughs> Man, oh jeez, that's that's something else. Um this speaking of something else here. Yoshitatsu and Billy Gunn. Yes, that Billy Gunn. There is not another Billy Gunn. It is the Billy Gunn that you think of. is.
2: I'm almost it. at a loss for words. Billy Gunn. But then I think, wait a minute. And Yoshitatsu. Billy Gunn worked IWA Mid-South in January. He <laughs> obviously has no ring rust. He's ready for a return. He's got that stink of the New Age Outlaws versus Ascension match from a few years ago that's still in my mind as such an awful match. That's gone. He worked Reed Bentley on January 9th, and this man <laughs> is ready for New Japan. Idea.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck why is Billy Gunn I like part of it like when I initially saw it I was like this is awful that's bad and then the more I thought about it I said the world technically is a joke anyway Yoshitatsu's terrible like brilliant. it might yeah. be kind of funny to see Yoshitatsu think that he's like really cool because he brought in Billy Gunn like his because he probably thinks this is awesome. He's like, "Oh yeah, Billy Gunn." Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's probably cannot wait to do it. He's got all of his gear ready, and he's gonna spit his <laughs> water, and he's gonna tell people to suck it. He can't wait. And Billy Gunn, you know, is probably needs the money and doesn't care, and he's oh, like, "Whatever, dude. Yeah, you know, I'll do whatever." Since I got so fired from big. Billy, I'll do whatever. And, and like, like you know who we yelped out his Gunn. mind like, he to? It's it's a specimen. Taro so.
2: doing a Billy Gunn gimmick. This is New Age Outlaws WWF World Tag Team Champion of the World. This is Billy Gunn.
1: <laughs> it's just, yeah, I, I, I really can't. <laughs> like, I can't wrap my head around. Has Billy Gunn? Now, I wanted to see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have the producer look this up too. Billy Gunn in Japan. Do you, do you recall any Japanese matches for uh, Billy Gunn in years prior? Other than like, of course, WWE tours, which I'm sure at some point they did. But even, even when he was around and really in his prime, uh, they weren't going to Asia all that much. But uh, let's see here. Uh, He was in the Philippines with WWFX against Jimmy Yang. I have no idea what that is. Uh, He was in Tokyo in 2005 with IZW and ICW against A-Train. Okay. (laughs) NWA Mid-Atlantic that ran in Seoul, South Korea in 2005. When did this happen? Sting? Apparently he faced Sting. Okay, so those are are things. And then uh, other than that, it's just WWE house shows in uh, various places. But yeah, last time he was in Japan, it was a uh against A Train. I'm gonna the assume IZW they don't have all recommended matches. I don't remember IZW at all. What the hell is ICW? Impact zone wrestling. No, Impact Wrestling of Tempe, Arizona. What in God's name were they doing in <laughs> with a company from Missouri International was <laughs> They're at I... in an Air Force base. Oh it was an Air Force base. Okay, okay. <laughs> like a US Air Force base, probably. Most likely, I, I'm imagining that they didn't bring a. Uh, <laughs> this is oh my god! <laughs> the top three matches of the show is Virgil versus Chris Cole, Norman Smiley versus Disco Inferno, and then your main event. Billy Gunn's got to get his win back in title, front of, in front of Billy Gunn. can you imagine?
2: And if, and if you go back farther, uh, July 19, 2003, Kobe World Memorial Hall, the same place as Mochizuki versus BB Hulk, the same place as some of the most historic Dragon Gate matches ever, A-Train beats Billy Gunn. I think albert has got to leave the performance center. I think we got to take this view back to Japan.
1: That's... <laughs> We do, yeah. We have to go to Kobe. Yeah, the Dragon A can book it and uh, finally get the blow-off here, so Billy Gunn can finally get his win back after all those years. I'm in. I'm, I'm down with this. So, uh, Yeah, so a very weird history of Billy Gunn in, in Japan or in Asia. Uh, now he comes back to be in the World Tag League, which is just unfathomable, but uh, we'll see. Pretty good matchups, though, in the B-Block, so I won't let those two teams uh, cloud because the rest of it gets pretty good because then you got Chase Owens and Kenny Omega. I'm really looking forward to that team. Uh, the, both those guys are awesome, and, and seeing Chase Owens not being dragged down by Yujiro will be a very good thing. Uh, Evil and Sonata, Hiroki Goto and Tomohiro Ishi, Shibata and Yuji Nagata, Okada and Yoshihashi, Makabe and Hanma. I mean, the rest I'm of those guys are good. What, what kind of stands Nagata out to you? What matches Okada, are you Yogi, looking at Hashi going? Match? Yes, I cannot. That's wait one that of that
2: those match. you you don't get a lot of Nagata Okada. You saw their G1 match last year. It was a very yeah. good match. have we got oh they're so good against each other they're so
1: good against each other I love those matches between those two
2: yeah because I remember Um, I can't
1: remember they still have not done that yeah I think that's still protected they did that uh, Joe and I looked this up not that long ago I think it was one of the G1s yeah G1 a few years ago but still as far as like a a really highlighted match no we haven't and and the reason they haven't done that is because they're holding that thing because they know that's going to be a big deal if and when it does actually happen so
2: I, look, I, I'm doing a wrestling podcast for this, and I don't understand just
1: yourself what like 25 most years of there, my sir, age are doing. So. I,
2: just, I, I focus on, on stand-up comedy, professional wrestling, and just trying to make it through each day. I, I don't I don't <laughs> understand the teenagers, and I have a lot of friends. People like actually put up with this shit, but I just – I don't know. I don't understand the youth. <laughs>
1: I'm with you, Case. <laughs> I do not understand the youth theater. That's why. That's why I talk to you. That's why I'm spending my Thursday night talking to you. So, uh, which was funny because my uh, my wife, when she left before <laughs> uh, she was going to do yoga or something like that, and she was like, "Are you gonna go talk to your little friend later?" <laughs> I'm like, "Well, the way you say it makes it sound bad." Like, and then she said, "Oh, I'll call you your I, son or whatever." Well, and I was I'm like, well, "That's also that, weird too." We're like, I'm not just, like, but uh, but you are gonna be living in our house uh, when you move to Chicago, right? That's we have we have the room. We clean it out for you. Yeah, so you got this room. Uh, your commute's going to be a little much, but we got a train right by us. So, yeah, we got the room all settled for it's you. so just, we can. Uh, drag- I, said, I, I told my wife that would be and the most incredible to punk thing shows. ever. The, so the Nerves and like like a lot of like You and I, bands. like, sitting in a room watching, like, terrible, like... <laughs> That's true. And then, like, yeah, you can you can hang out with her sometimes. And then, most of the time, like I said, you're basically just like a younger me. Like, you're just going down the exact same path, which is like, it's going to be a case. I'm going to warn you, it's going to be oh, bad for like years, the next 10 years. But slack. after that, it's going to be great there, because you're going to have a good job. There's and a no woman are going to come for that you. That is uh, into right now, this. not so they, much. I, or, uh, for a while, of my they weren't. Are
2: females. I don't like men. Like, I, there are very few men I get along with. Most of my friends are females, but those females do not want to touch me or come close to any sort of physical contact in any way. It is not that I, that I smell better; they, just, they don't. They are not into touching me. That's not. That's fine. It's going to happen for a while.
1: Yeah, that that's yeah, and that's going to be a thing for a while. Uh if you're if you're going down my path, that will be a thing for a while. But then you're going to really I mean like you're not you're going to have all that money stored up from college because they're not, you know, you're not going to have to take them out on dates. And <laughs> you get all that money stored from college, you get a nice little job and then they're going to be coming. you know. You get the khaki's, then you get the ladies. You know, it's going to be that thing. So once you do that, once you get a good, you know, job then then they'll all come. But that's, uh until then, well, unfortunately, it's going to be rough me through go, the but, days. Hey, you have a lot of torment and a lot of uh <laughs> a lot of great <laughs> a lot of great gaming. Yeah, hey, you know what? It worked for me, and... All worked out, but yeah, we'll, we'll uh, we have the room cleaned out for it, so you can come in here whenever you want. So uh, yeah, that's that's the World Tag League again. Starts November eighteenth, and we'll cover uh, as much as we can. This is always like the hardest time in the world too to try to get people to review these shows because like we've had people leave. Like they, we've had <laughs> uh, last year, I think we had Rue Gunn, uh like did most of the World Tag League reviews, and that was like I don't want to review wrestling ever again. And it was like all right, like she's like I'm gonna do SmackDown, but I'm really done. Like I, I feel bad making people review these shows, and like people are always like yeah I'll review it. And I'm like ah, dude, it's like it's like four hours. It's just a lot of really bad tag matches. Like some will be good, but yeah, it's a tour to definitely pick and choose. I think I think you'll drive yourself nuts if you really want to watch every single show that comes out because it's just a lot of it is not worth it. And, And the matches that are elsewhere on the tour are like random six mans of, of teams that aren't on there. and Nobody's trying either. They don't care. It it, it seems like everybody's kind of like, hey, we're going to rest up for Wrestle Kingdom. So, that, And that's that's a good purpose of the tour, and I'm glad that they do that because it makes Wrestle Kingdom a lot better. But yeah, don't expect any knockout-dragout matches. I mean, there's some few you know here and there that are good, but yeah, you're, you're not going to get a consistent... It, it is no G1, I'll tell you that. So, um, speaking of Wrestle Kingdom 11, we're going to really quickly go over what we know of the card now because after that uh, main event of Power Struggle, which we Forgot to mention, Hiroshi Tanahashi came out and challenged Tosuya Naito for the Intercontinental Championship, and we locked that in as a Wrestle Kingdom match. And now we have uh, four Wrestle Kingdom matches that were uh, pretty well uh, locked in. We hope that they don't change all that much, because um, pretty good card so far uh, on its face. Uh, First one... Uh, the Young Bucks def- uh, uh, defending their uh, junior heavyweight tag team championships against Roppongi Vice, we heard that one um, after Power Struggle, of course Roppongi Vice challenging them. I hope, and I believe you hope too, that it's just a two on two that we don't get a, a multi man because those multi mans just turn into a total scramble and nothing gets over and it just kind of it-, it seems like a waste. So I do hope that it is still two on two. but the I fact that they've already kind of locked in, I think and they, they, they brought it. up hope really, that it is The Bucks know the, we'll that, so. know the dome's a big deal. and Rocky Romero know
2: the dome's a big deal. It, you know, like, like I said earlier, there's going to be no heat to this match, but I'm going to be watching on my New Japan World. Um, the fourth is on a weekday this year, and I don't have school off, uh, which means I'm going to skip school to watch Wrestle Kingdom, because mo- most years I have it off. It's part of our holiday break. This year, no, nope, I'm skipping school to watch Wrestle Kingdom, and I expect big things out of the Bucks and Rapungi Vice. It's like a Wednesday this year, and Christmas is early, so our break's all thrown off. And it, it the Christmas God, like, on like a Monday.
1: Ah crap.
2: The 4th the 4th is a Wednesday.
1: Oh, I see that. Yeah, there's no way you would solve the 4th off. Yeah, it's a, Ooh, oh, that's November 4th. Let me see here. That that was like, oh, it's a Friday. I can do that. Like, yeah, no, I can't do that. Oh, it is a Wednesday, man. <laughs> crap. Like, and people are always like, oh, take a day off work. I'm like, dude, I only get like X amount of like PTO days, and like blowing one three days into the year is not a good thing. Like, I really don't get that many, so I really can't do that. So yeah, I'll, I'll see what I can do, but I'll just put my head under a pillow until uh, I can watch the entire show when I get home or something, so we'll see about that. Uh, other matches that we got, we have Kushida versus Takahashi, as we mentioned, the former Keta, uh, Kamatami, uh, IAWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match. Really looking forward to this. Cannot wait. I think it's going to be an awesome match, and I believe both dudes are going to bring it um, and I know is going to bring it because he's brought it all year, and, and, and like you said, Kamatachi, Takahashi, he, he's incredible as well, and I think knowing, this, knowing the, the stakes that are on the line and knowing that he's being vaulted into this huge spotlight, he's going to do great as well, so that's, uh, that. I, I cannot wait for that match. Uh, Naito defending his IWGP, uh, intercontinental championship against Roshi Tanahashi, as we just mentioned. And then of course the main event, Okada uh IWGP heavyweight championship against Kenny Omega. Uh what do you think of those four matches so far? Because I am way into every single one of them, and every single one of them has the potential to be uh four stars or better. Like yeah, I, I just don't Hashi see a scenario do where those don't teeter it's around be the uh, so that. The best. I'm so excited for the juniors match good at uh, this point. Uh, in
2: and Tanahashi, very good chemistry. Um Naito's a lot like Shibata in that I'm I like him a lot. I've never championed him as this is my guy. But it's Tanahashi at the dome. I expect your stars to be a flowing. And then that, that main event, Okada Omega, I I'm so excited for that match. It's it's gonna be unreal. I mean, I have so much faith in Okada and Omega to deliver. Okada doesn't not deliver at the dome. Okada is Wrestle Kingdom is his event now. He delivers every single year. Kenny Omega knows this is going to be the biggest match of his life, and he wants to show everyone that he doesn't need WWE, he doesn't need NXT. Kenny Omega is here in New Japan, and he's here to stay. I, I am, it's November 10th, 9.43 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I am so excited for Omega versus Okada. I am ready for that match right now.
0: Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just 555 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican jerk turkey sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs, save more lives. Participating locations limited time only plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Nice buns. Soft, fluffy and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread.